So Russell, tomorrow is Halloween for at least some of our some of our listeners anyway. And so I thought we could I mean we're I know we're Australian and we don't really do the Halloween thing, although it's becoming more and more of a thing here. But I thought we could do something a little bit Halloweeny, or rather a lot Halloweeny. Oh, are you going to try and like scare me? Are you going to like pop out from behind my monitor or something? Am I going to find like dead jelly on the floor with like tomato sauce everywhere? Like, how's this going to go? Well, I I figured we'd just go straight to the straight to death. Just talk about death. Oh wow, you went straight there. Straight there. No, not even not no even like around. not even like you know just a bit of a tease or anything. Just let's talk about death. And actually, there's this comic that I read called Dinosaur Comics. And uh, once upon a time, there was a, a strip that came out which told the idea of this machine that could tell tell you how you would die. It wouldn't tell you when or where or any of those kind of useful bits of information, but it would tell you how. And so it would take like it would take like a prick of blood from your finger. And uh, it would spit out a little piece of paper or a card or whatever, and it would just say something like "old age," right? Yep, I'm following you so far. Except "old age" might not be like you're going to die when you're 95 or whatever. "Old age" could be you're shot by an old bedridden dude uh, during a botched home invasion. <laughs> because that's that's what bedridden people do. They come and invade your home with shotguns. I think it's more so more the other way around. You you're you're invading their home anyway. So I but I I thought I think that's an interesting thing, and obviously that like that comic kind of spawned its own you know a whole bunch of other stuff. There's there's books and a card game uh, about this machine of death, as it is called. But I was, what do you think you would be like if you knew how you were going to die? Ah, see, this is like an age-old philosophical question. It's like if you could find out how you were going to die, would you want to? Or if you could find out when you were going to die, would you want to? So you're saying there exists a machine, I do a thing, it gives me uh, some kind of pithy sentence like, you know, you will die of heart attack or you will die of car accident or you will die of old age, but you don't know when and you don't know the specifics. Like it could be right anything. Would, are you asking me if I'd want to know? Well would, well, would you want to know if this machine existed and you could go down to the you know, you could go down to the shopping center and uh, walk up to it. And it was just like one of those one of those machines. You know the machines that like they tell you future by how much you weigh or something like that. Um, <laughs> we don't have those in Adelaide. <laughs> that must be a Canberra thing. I, 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 don't, I don't know. That. I, I think they're like they're like combination horoscope slash weight machines. I don't I don't really understand the concept. <laughs> but two in one. <laughs> I predict that you will eat cake later. <laughs> uh, Over 150 kilos. It, yeah. Imagine that you could go down to the shopping center and uh, and you know stick your finger in this machine and it would spit out a card that tells you how you're going to die. Would you want to know? All right, let's let's ignore the fact that I'm sticking my finger in a machine because I'm never sticking my finger in any machines. I don't care what it says on the front. You know, free lottery ticket, free like Tesla at the back. Still not putting my finger in it. But you know what? It, you know, as I'm sitting here, like rational thought process Russell he'd be like no like why would you do that and you're better off not knowing life is better with a little bit of uncertainty especially when you're talking about the you know the final certainty that is death more ha 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 but I do wonder if such a machine really existed would I be able to resist the temptation you know what I mean like I'd, it's I'd, a big temptation I'd like to think that I'd be like all philosophical and be like no you know if I find out that's only going to make my life worse because and then I'll be forever dreading you know 
let's say it says, you know, hit by a car, then every single time I cross the road, I'd be like looking, looking, and I just won't cross for like 10 minutes at a time. And it could be that eventually like I'm asleep in bed or something and a car plows through like my house and that's how I got hit by a car. So I've wasted all my time, you know, being careful on the road. So you you, you reckon that you you probably wouldn't or are you saying that you think you wouldn't but you might not be able to resist the urge? I'd I'd like to think that I have enough self-restraint that I wouldn't, but I think, yeah, I think there's deep down there's something in all of us that, that would want to do that. I mean, what what about you? Would you do it? See, I I think I probably would I, I, I probably would have enough restraint to not do it unless unless I found out that there was like that I had some some sort of illness that was, you know, considered terminal. And then I would want, then I would basically use it as like a, a second opinion. So, so that way, you know, uh, you, you got to die of cancer. And so I look, I, I go and get my card taken. But I, I think it's, it's interesting. You got to stop it there. You got to stop it there because what if uh, you're going to die of cancer, but you die of like cancer that you get 20 years after your original treatment? Like it's not, well, that's, it's not that clear cut. So you could go to the doctor and the doctor be like, sorry, Jelly, it looks like you have six months to live. There's this revolutionary new treatment that, might help, but you might die. You go to the machine, and the machine's like, "Ah, oh, you're going to die of cancer." Like, well, the other thing is, is it could you could say that you're going to die of cancer, and then you actually get eaten by alive by crabs, because <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that like, happens all like the time. Leading a form of death in the Bahamas, I hear. The whole concept is really interesting. Of like, and and it's something that appears a lot in. Um, I mean, it, that sort of stuff appears a lot in movies and TV shows. And like I said, there's you know there's books and stuff that have been born out of this specific concept um, of like how you're going to die. But it more so like movies and TV shows. I mean, death kind of is a big part of movies and TV shows, right? And uh. It's it's an interesting thing because it doesn't carry a lot of the same weight. Like when you're talking about death, it's uh, when it's in fiction, it has a, the the weight isn't as much as it when it's in real life. Do do you find have you ever found that? Like I mean, I don't even know. Have you ever had somebody in your life, you know, close or not close, die? Yeah, I mean, you'd struggle to get to like uh, my old age and and not have that happen. But I think the problem yeah. is in movies, no matter how attached you get to someone. Generally, unless it's, you know, some kind of tragedy, people are dying to move the plot forward. So, you know, generally you have the protagonist and one of their parents dies and that's a pivotal moment in when they become like mm. Batman. Fridging. Or, or spy, fridging. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's called fridging. There's a, the, the, the term <laughs> is born is it called out of fridging. <laughs> so fridging comes from the term women in refrigerators, um, which was coined by Gail Simone who wrote some, I think she wrote some Wonder Woman um, and like she writes she writes comics, obviously. It refers to apparently an incident in a Green Lantern comic where the title hero comes home to his apartment to find his girlfriend dead and stuffed into a refrigerator. Fair enough. Which that, that's a bit, bit sounds grim, horrifying. But it is Halloween, I guess. <laughs> it's it's very it's very graphic. But the 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 concept now kind of uh, talks about it, it more refers to um, killing off characters in movies in order to drive plot forward. So you end up with like. Uh, classic thing of uh, the girlfriend or mother or wife or daughter. Sometimes it will be, you know, son or husband or something like that dies uh, and that gives the character, the lead character, uh, the, you know, the desire for revenge or the, you know, this kind of dark past that he, you know, that he can't get away from or whatever. It's it's really common, really common. Yeah, yeah, it it, it is common. It's, it's almost... I don't know if I call it lazy, but it's a little bit 
sort of stereotypical to be like, yeah, his mum died and that's why he became Batman. You're like, yeah, okay. But, you know, lots of people have like people die in their lives and they don't they don't become Batman. Yeah, you, you would think that like, you know, uh, if, if that was, if, if it worked the way that it did in movies, we'd have a lot more Batman superheroes just in general, I, I think, guess. I, I got to stop you. The this, occasional... is a, this is a complete aside, but how ridiculous is the name Batman, like for a superhero name? Like imagine if he was called like Man Bat. It sounds it sounds stupid. Well, like, there is actually there is actually a character in the Batman universe called <laughs> Man Bat. <laughs> of course, and there it is, is essentially the reverse of the reverse of Batman. Uh, so Batman is a man that dresses up like a bat. Man Bat is, or at least in the incarnation that I have dealt with, is a guy who accidentally uh, turned himself into a, a gi- giant bat. Oh, I was hoping it was a it was a bat that dresses up as a man because that that would have been cool. No. That that would have been cool, but no, that's not how it works. Not so, not quite the exact opposite, but kind of a more <laughs> literal version of uh, of the of the name. <laughs> but fridging is so fridging in general is kind of. I mean, it's it is kind of the most. I, I don't want to say it's you know it, it's the most appropriate because it's not like fridging is considered bad in as a general rule. Yeah, don't don't uh, do it to people, and especially you know. because no, not good, and especially because yeah, don't. Don't kill people and stuff them in refrigerators. That I mean, why would you do that? There's 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 food in there that's not sanitary. It's gross, and it's also just considered um, bad. So you know, but more more so, it it tends to happen a lot to women or people of color in movies, and so uh, it's you know it, it's considered bad for those reasons as well. Or I mean, if you're on Star Trek and you're wearing a red shirt, then you, you don't even die to advance the plot. You just kind of die. But I mean, that's what happens when you wear a red shirt. I, I would, <laughs> I'd hate to think of like that. I was, you know, I was, you know, start my day, uh, get up, and all of a sudden I realise that the only shirts in my closet that have that are left uh, are red. I just, I'd be scared. Well, not only that, but can you imagine the HR department meetings where they're sitting down? They're like, right, <laughs> let's let's discuss deaths in the field, and they've got the columns for like you know, command, uh, second in. They're like, yeah, we seem to lose a lot of these people in red shirts. You think they would a get to the bottom of A lot of the engineers, yeah, they just they just die, which is which is scary because that's the kind of area of our expertise. So just think about that for a second. I am. See, that's that's another morbid thought to add to your uh, Halloween collection. So, but but fridging is considered bad. I mean, it's it's, but it tends to be the most kind of realistic, I guess, approach to death, despite the fact that you know that obviously. Not nearly enough people have tried to become Batman. <laughs> it is it is kind of the most realistic, mostly because of the fact that that's where the weight usually, like in fiction, that's what has the most weight. When you when they kill off characters for most other reasons, it's because either the actor's leaving, and so you know it's sad, but it's not. It like we we forget about it in the next season or the next movie or whatever, or. It'll be because they just need to get rid of a character, or because they're expendable, or anything like that. And so it's not—it's not considered like it's not treated in the same way as it is kind of in real life. Because in real life, it's a lot more somber and it's a lot more final. Yeah, final is the right word, I think. I—I I, I mean, that's definitely the right word. It's because it, I guess it depends on the kind of movie or the kind of comic. Because sometimes, obviously, in movies um, and comics, you know, people come back. Right, sci-fi. So even not in sci-fi, sometimes they're like, well, I wasn't actually dead. You know, it looked like I was dead and there was a funeral, but here I turned up, you know, 10 years later having right. some amazing backstory that, you know, we can expect, we can spend the next uh, three uh, comic books explaining. But I guess in real life, you know, even 
even if you're religious, like there, there is no coming back, at least in this life, you know, when, when someone passes away, when someone dies, that's, that's kind of it. There's a, there's a very weighty sort of, you know, finality to that. Yeah. And you, you said that you've had, um, you've experienced having people that are close to you die. How have you, how have you generally, uh, handled that? I think in both cases, I'm trying to think there's probably more than two, but in the two main ones, it was, you know, grandparents. So my grandfather yeah. and like the grandfather, you know, on Michelle's side of the family. And yeah, I think that's, it's an interesting case. Like I wouldn't say it's easy, but the fact that they, you know, both lived, you know, a fairly long, fairly healthy life and they kind of got to the end of it knowing that, you know, their, their time was coming up, that made it a little bit easier. But at the same time, there is, there's something really weird about, you know, walking into, um, like a funeral place and, you know, seeing the coffin and seeing a person that, you know, potentially just the day before or the week before was kind of animated and, and, you know, funny or talkative or, you know, just mm. talking about really random things or watching TV or doing whatever. And suddenly to see them there and kind of lifeless is a real, I don't know, it's, it's, I know it sounds obvious, but it's a really jarring thing. I mean, have you, have you had that in your life? Uh, I've had, as, uh, as well, I've had, I've had grandparents die. Um, fortunately, nobody, nobody, uh, you know, in kind of any other ways that are, I mean, with grandparents, it's almost, it's almost expected. Like, I mean, that's, I know that sounds awful, but. <laughs> yeah, hi, Jelly's remaining is. grandparents. We expect you to die. <laughs> Don't worry, my, my sole remaining grandparent, my grandmother, her, her humor has gotten very morbid, uh, in, in the, in recent years, but that's, um, kind of beside the point <laughs> but i've you know i haven't had anybody like i haven't had you know my my parents are still both living i haven't had uh i haven't had a lot to a lot of that sort of stuff to deal with uh with you know in regards to people that i actually uh am close to that i know but at the same time like it's still even when you i mean even when it is expected it's not it's not it's still it's still hard and it's still it's still very jarring so i think like I, I, which is kind of why I feel like death in fiction is completely and utterly different to death in in real life. Because death in fiction is just like you know we get over it, we move we move on, and I mean to a certain extent we do. But at the same time, when it comes to real life, there's still that f- finality. You know, you'll probably see the the per, the actor that played your favorite character, you know, in s- somewhere else, and e- even more so, you will probably be able to go back and rewatch, you know, the Star Trek series, and you know, and really love all your all of your red shirts. You know, <laughs> give them give them another chance. But that doesn't that's not really the same, like not really a thing with uh with real life. I mean, obviously, you can go back and you can relive memories and stuff through photos or videos if you're lucky enough to have that. But you don't like it, it. It has a different feeling because there's always those those things. Those even those happy memories suddenly come with the weight of okay, this person is gone now. Yeah, but there's another important difference as well, and that's in um, you know movies and works of fiction. Often, someone's death will be signaled ahead of time, and there'll be there'll be a reason that it happened, and there'll be like an obvious construct mm. around it. And it's almost like you know, in some cases, it's inevitable or tra- maybe tragic, but there's always you know, in a lot of cases, they get to kind of, you know, give their final words or some advice or, you know, they get to die with a lot of dignity. But that's unfortunately in real life, you know, that's not often the case. Like if you get 
seek later in life, like I've seen this happen to like um, both the grandparents I mentioned, it's it's not a nice way to go. There's there's like a lot of deterioration no. involved, and you see this person who, you know, once was kind of strong and happy and you know full of life. You kind of see it drain away, and there's no real dignity to that. Whereas in you know a lot of comic books and movies and TV shows, you know, people get to have these almost you know Hollywood deaths. Son, perfect hair, yeah, perfect just, makeup. Just one yeah. thing you have to remember, you know, always blah blah Ugh. like that. That's not a real life thing, which I think is another reason that uh, when it happens in real life, like it's a lot more tragic because it's just completely right. unexpected. Like there's no one sitting there writing the script, you know, of your life, and they'd be like, right, Act, act Three, Jelly walks in and opens his fridge, and then and so that it feels like, and so it feels like there's. You know, there's no meaning to it, I guess, in that sense then. Yeah, I guess. Well, I don't know if it's no meaning. It's more like there's no justice to it. You know, you think yeah. if if someone had lived a long and productive life and had been like a, you know, good member of society and, you know, been good to their family and whatever else, you'd think they'd be allowed to, you know, go out with some dignity if there was, you know, any justice in the world. Hmm. Wow, we got, we got so, really heavy, even heavier than death. I know it's pretty he- it's pretty heavy. So maybe we should like lighten things up, and uh, we can we can find out how how we're going to die. I just so happen to have Machine of Death. We can we can find out. Oh, I reckon I reckon you can know. we should do one for you. We should do one for me, and then we should do one for the listener. For the listener, yeah, for the listener, the proverbial listener. Okay, okay. So this one's for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. You are going to die by. Yep. Clowning around. <laughs> oh, that's probably actually going to happen. <laughs> I could see me being like, you know, on top of a tree or something, like, watch me jump onto the trampoline and then just missing. It's, yeah, that's. Wow. That sounds, sounds appropriate. <laughs> All right. You got, you got to yeah. do you next. I got to do me next. All right. I'm going to die by stocks. <laughs> by stocks? Stocks. Now, so what? I guess that could be like, I guess that could be like you know, like market. Yeah, it could market be stock thing. market. Maybe I'm toss. It could be someone yeah. puts you in a pair of stocks. It could be you're eating chicken stock and you choke on it. Like there's a, yeah. there's a lot of different things here. So what? That's what are you uh, going to do differently now that you know that you're going to die of stocks? I guess not eat. I guess I won't have any fur anymore. That would be that's sad because I quite enjoy some some good fur. I mm, mm. see. I almost feel that's like. Clowning around is a better way to go than stocks. That is kind of a better way to go because at least you are having fun right before. But <laughs> I guess, like maybe maybe you aren't having fun beforehand. Maybe maybe you get run over by a dude who works as a clown on a way on his way to like a gig or something. Like he's, you know, he's oh, I'm crossing a roundabout party. and the clown hits me. Yeah, I got and killed by clowning around. Yeah. yeah, the clown that was going around. Yeah. I see where you went. Yeah. So what about yeah? What about for the listener so we can complete oh. our uh, spooky trio? Okay. So I think for the listener, the listener is going to die by boom. <laughs>